Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 104 to 107 FM nationwide. This is SAFM and on DSTV Channel 814. My name is Patricia Ntuli. Let's talk about curfews, car accidents and insurance policies. But before I go there, there's a message that came in from an anonymous A-teamer saying this thing of COVID-19 is confusing confusion because they say it's a wave, but they never showed us that wave. But it seems like they even know its position. And what I see is normal flu. The problem is going to hospital. Most people die in hospital. Well, confusing confusion. If that's the case, let's wait and hear from scientists and the powers that be with the way forward around this COVID-19. Let's uh, welcome Ernest North, who's a co-founder of Naked Insurance. Thank you very much for joining us, Ernest. Good evening, Patricia. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's nice to be on the line. Naked Insurance. This sounds very intriguing. Talk to us about what you do at Naked Insurance. (laughs) Yes, it's certainly certainly a name that um, catches the the eye, but uh, there's a lot of deeper meaning behind it. So Naked is an insurance technology business, uh, which means that while the cover itself is Uh, very similar or almost identical to what people uh, have been used to. The technology behind Naked means that consumers are in control to manage their insurance instantly online themselves without ever speaking to a call center. And so what this business really is about is is about letting people buy car and home insurance instantly uh, on the app or on the website. And that, that convenience uh, means that they can do it instantly, but of course it also means that uh, significant cost savings are then passed back to consumers in the form of lower premiums. Mm, very interesting. Um, is there a particular underwriter uh, for uh, Naked Insurance or yes. do you open up to all insurance companies? N- yes, so so Naked Insurance, the product itself is underwritten by Hollard Insurance. Mm. And so Naked is an FSP uh, selling the insurance, but the cover itself is backed by Hollard Insurance. Now, Ernest, we are in lockdown level three. We have a curfew, South Africans. Our curfew is 9 p.m. That's when you should be indoors and then out in the morning until six. So most people should be listening, not in the car at this moment. But we have to bear in mind that there are other people who are essential workers who would be traveling from work at this time or traveling to work at this time. What then happens if someone encounters a car crash during curfew? And also bearing in mind that people are still traveling in provincially um, of which is also mm. something that is still being looked at by the powers that be so what happens if someone is within a car accident during the times that we are supposed to be within curfew mm. it's a great question because these these regulations I mean obviously as as we've had to deal with the, with this pandemic um, the, the the regulations keep changing and there's a lot of confusion around around what you're allowed to do and what not to do and so I think one of the most important things um, to, to say is that, I mean, obviously, out of principle, we must, as South Africans, stand together and, and, and do our best to, to adhere to the regulations because they're there, they're there for a reason. And, uh, and, and together, we, we, we all need to sort of do our best to, to contribute to fighting this, this pandemic. That said, um, 
there is a clause in your insurance contract, which is in most insurance contracts, which says you have to abide by the laws uh, of the country. And so it mean, it applies most basically to things like you need to have a, a license to drive your car. You are not allowed to drive your car if you are under the influence of alcohol. You are not allowed to drive your car if it is not in a roadworthy condition. And so there are a whole bunch of things which... Um, from a road traffic act tells people how they are supposed to be using the cars. And what the insurance policy typically just does is it says those restrictions or those, those requirements that are on you as a road user are there for a good reason. And, and if you are breaking any of those requirements, if you're not meeting those requirements, if you are driving under the influence of alcohol or driving without a license or something like that, you are adding unnecessary excessive risk to the system and your insurance provider cannot accept that risk and cover you if you are adding that excessive risk. So now when we apply that condition to something like the curfew, the question is are you adding excessive risk by marginally tweaking uh, or marginally breaking the laws? I mean there's always this thing of there's no there's black and white in terms of the law. There's no small breaking of the rules. But the question is, if you are, if you are driving home and you thought your journey was going to be 20 minutes and you leave at 20 to 9, and at 5 past 9 you're still on the road, have you significantly added to your risk? Yes, technically you're breaking the law, but have you significantly added to your risk? And the answer is no. And so in that case, it would not make sense for any insurer to reject that claim. Um, and, and, and so I guess the, the, the overarching principle is that every insurer should look at the circumstances of someone and of the particular claim and, and, and determine whether the, whether the policyholder or the driver added significant risk uh, by breaking the law. Now, the example I always like to use is if you are driving along after the curfew at 10 at night, and you and and you see a roadblock up ahead, and all of a sudden you are nervous of the roadblock, and you swerve away, and you try and turn off into a little road that hasn't got any streetlights in it, and there you hit something. Then we would argue, well, you actually had that accident because you were driving after the curfew, and because you were nervous of the curfew. And so in that case, you are likely to have your claim rejected. But if you are just driving along. Uh, and as I say, you mistime things a little bit and you end up driving at 20 past nine and you have an accident that, that, that could have just as easily have happened at 10 to nine. There's, there's no reason for a reasonable insurance provider to reject that claim. So in other words, you're saying that insurance providers are actually looking at each case circumstantially. So they will investigate as to why you were out uh, after lockdown and then see the merit or demerit of, um, of, of, of insuring you or approving your claim. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I guess the first one to, to, to definitely just clear up very easily is, is anybody performing an essential service. I mean, there is, uh, if, if you are in an industry where um, you, you are need to perform or need to be out of the house after the curfew and your industry or your, or your employer um, makes it clear that, that, that you are an essential service that needs to perform those services at that time, and accordingly that you need to travel, 
and, and, and you have that documentation, then that's very easy. That's very easy for you to tell the insurer, listen, this is what happened, this is my scenario, and, and this is why I was driving, and then it would be treated like any other claim. You would, you would not be even be questioned any further in respect of why you were driving that time. I mean, obviously, um, if, if, if you, if, depending on the circumstances, you may be questioned as to whether you were under the influence or whether, what speed you were going at, all those normal sort of questions are likely to be asked if a claim happens at, at, a, at, a, at a weird hour like 2 o'clock in the morning. But if you're an essential services provider, absolutely. And, and, and then, as I say, if you're not an essential services provider, a blanket rejection of claim just because you're after the curfew is not a reasonable thing to do. Technically, if you look at the, 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 the details of your policy wording, it does say... A claim can only be valid if you were applying all the laws of the country and you were not breaking any laws of the country. But the, the, there's, also, there's also a social responsibility here. And, and I guess an example that I like to use is that if, if your license disc is expired by, say, two months or three months, then technically you're breaking the law by, by still driving your car. But... It is not reasonable for an insurance provider to, to reject a claim because the license disc is two or three months expired. Obviously, if it goes to six months or 12 months or a year or, or, or two years, then it may be an in, indicative of the fact that their car is not road, roadworthy anymore. And so that in turn means that, yes, you have added significant risk, and that could be the basis for, for, for a claim being rejected. But I think something like you are outside of the curfew by five or ten minutes. Um, you misjudged it, or or you are you you are doing something that that is not part of an essential service. But but you're not doing it every night. It's just a once-off. You were just quickly trying to go pick up milk, or you had some emergency that you needed to attend to, or you needed to go to the hospital, or something like that. Obviously. Uh, it, it shouldn't be something that counts against you when your claim is being evaluated. Very interesting, Ernest, that you made mention that uh, in insurance policies, it does mention that if you are doing anything that is illegal uh, at the time of your so-called claimable event, then it will not be covered. So being outside of the curfew is deemed illegal if you do not have a permit. Uh, so how sure are we as consumers that each and every insurance company will uh, not take the blanket approach and uh, rather look at each case circumstantially. Yeah, yeah look, I mean, I've, I've, I've personally heard from the majority of, of insurance providers uh, that, that, they, that, they, that their stance is they will look at it on a case-by-case basis, that the, their stance is they will not apply this exclusion on a blanket basis. So a blanket basis means, I mean, if, in a claim where, for example, there's alcohol involved, that is a blanket exclusion. I mean, there is not even room for discussion. If there was alcohol involved in a claim and you were driving under the alcohol, under the influence of alcohol, that is an immediate rejection of a, of a claim. Um, not that, 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 that's, that's something that universally gets applied. All all insurers that I've heard from, and, 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 and the major, majority of them have come out and made a statement in recent, in recent days, is that they will not apply a blanket rejection to this. They will apply a, a, a reasonable 
evaluation of the specific circumstances of that individual and why they were breaking the curfew. If they didn't have, if it's a random individual that is just um, trying to do something funny in, in the middle of the night and they sort of feel like they enjoy the adrenaline of breaking the law and, and driving, then, then that's going to come out in the, in the, in the investigation. That's going to, when, when your plan is being evaluated, th that is going to emerge. And mm. then the insurer is going to say, listen, you unnecessarily added significant risk. Let's why, take a why? break, Ernest, and we'll come back. Please hold that thought. This is SAFM cool. Late Night Conversations. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are talking to Ernest North, who's the co-founder of Naked Insurance, looking at uh, if your car insurance will pay out for a car accident or an event that happens after the curfew or during the time of the curfew, which is 9 to six, 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. This is uh, the topic of discussion. Please do send in your voice notes on 0614104107. Now, before the break, Ernest, you were uh, letting us know that the stance of majority of the insurance companies, um, being your fellow colleagues in the industry, uh, is that they will then look at each case, uh, case by case, and investigate. What I want to find out from you is that, will this then mean that due to the the current COVID-19 regulations that we are under with the curfew, there will be longer investigation times from insurance companies before claims are approved and paid out? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. I think, I think for something like a, um, for something like a, a person that has a permit performing an essential service, I think actually my experience has been that it's easier to process that claim during this time. Because if there are fewer cases of people, obviously there, are, there should be zero cases at the moment of people being at a restaurant and consuming alcohol. And so and the, the, the reality is that someone that is able to say, I am a doctor uh, or I am performing some other sort of food prov provision service or, or other essential service, and you, this is where I was, I was coming from at the time, I think it's easy, even easier now in this time because traffic is lower to, um, for, for many of those claims to get fast-tracked because the, the, the investigation is, is, a, is a clear one as to this, this is where this person was coming from. I think for someone that, that um, is not an essential service and, and you are caught driving outside of the curfew and you are in an accident, I, 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 I wouldn't say the investigation is likely to be significantly longer than what it would be outside of COVID. I think the standard investigation process will be go gone through. Uh, it, will be, it, will, it will determine whether there's evidence that you were under the influence or whether you were speeding or whether we we're doing anything else that, is, um, that was irresponsible. But I think, I think to answer your question, uh, we've, we've not seen an increase in the, in the investigation periods as a result of COVID. Let me go to Anonymous. Uh, good evening, Anonymous Atima. How are you? Uh, good evening, my darling, and good evening to your guest over there, Patricia Tully. Gone back to night, she only seeing darkness. <laughs> Patricia, everyone's fast asleep, and you're always bringing nice guests on your show. 
and no one's calling because they're fast asleep. Ah, <laughs> I doubt that they're fast asleep. I just think people would would prefer to listen in and uh, get the information more than just uh, no, you know contribute. They gula, gula. All the people are gula. <laughs> First they they got nothing. Oh, well, they'll okay. wake up very soon. Okay, yes, anonymous. Patricia, I just mm. want to say something to you. Uh, I ask your guest, uh, uh, but it may sound stupid. I don't know how stupid it may sound, but I want to ask it anyway and take it off my chest. You know, if you're a driver and you suffered the loss uh, of uh, damage to your vehicle by uh, another vehicle, uh, another driver or another vehicle, why is it that the insurance companies will charge you who suffered the loss excess on the total damages of your vehicle and you've got to pay excess on the total damages of uh, your particular vehicle? You know, like the, the, they tell you the estimated amount of your damage is so much, but you've got to pay excess of so much. Say if your damages are 10,000, so you've got to pay a certain percentage, which is in your excess of that 10,000 runs. Now, you suffered the loss. Why should you have to pay to the insurance company? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. I mean, at, at, at this time of night, I'm absolutely uh, blown away by getting, by getting such a technical uh, question, and it's a great one. Um, so, so let and me it's answer- over the air. Let me let me let me give you two pieces uh, of the puzzle to to answer that question. In general, the 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 excess uh, or or that amount that the, that the policyholder pays themselves for every claim, the first little bit that they pay, it's an important part of an insurance contract because it it makes the 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 premium that the insurer can charge you it really reduces the premium because it takes away. Um, the insurer having to pay for very, very small claims. And so if there wasn't such a thing as an excess, it would mean that the premiums would be higher because it would mean that insurers, insurers would, have, would be paying out for two or three or 4,000 rand claims many times uh, 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 during the course of that lifetime. So that's why the, the overall all principle of the, insurer, of the excess is such a healthy one. The very good question you ask as pertaining to what happens when it wasn't your fault and why are you then charged in excess? The, the, the answer lies in, in the fact that we, the, the legal process to determine exactly whose fault it was is very often one that doesn't happen overnight. And so the principle of insurance, especially where both parties are insured, the principle of insurance is each party has their own damages covered by their own insurer, and for, for that they have to pay an excess. However, if it is clear that the one insurer can prove that the other insurer's client was at fault, then the first insurer should go to the other insurer and recover that, the cost of the damages from them. And then the moment that happens, the first insurer should refund their client, the excess that they paid. Now, sometimes that takes a while because there is a legal process and those two insurers need to negotiate with each other. But very often, uh, within a couple of months, the first insurer should be able to, re- to recover the damages from the second insurer and then repay the excess that their client paid them. Now, I'd like us to go to some of our voice notes from our A-teamers. Madam Patricia, how are you? 
I'm Nathan K from Bombera. Sometimes the insurance, they are confusing us too much. I insured my car. I caused an accident. How is it that they are concerned whether it was curfew or not curfew? That money which I pay to them, is it included? Is it excluded that if there is curfew, you are not supposed to drive your car or you should stop driving your car because there is curfew? So these people, they are confusing us. They are cheating. Insurance is called who cheat each other because it, it can't work like that. Okay, I'm driving my car, it's under curfew. I was rushing. My wife, they called me, my wife was sick, whatever, something. My child has a problem, whatever. But they should not put those rules which doesn't appear into the uh, regulations. Okay, good night, Madam Patricia. I'm Nathan Ike from Mombira. Bye. Hey guys, this is Yuli Sotanda from Port Elizabeth, but now currently in Johannesburg in Windmill Park. Uh, I have a question, guys. Say now, how long does it take, let's say probably you were in a car accident, as in like, got bumped, in a co got bumped by the car, to actually get your claim off rough, or something like that. The reason why I'm asking is because I was in a car accident in Fort Loris. That was the 28th of October in 2018. Yeah, no, sorry, 2017 here in Johannesburg. And so I met up with a lawyer. And ever since I met up with the lawyer, then when I called him now, they told me about I must still wait and all that to understand. But yeah besides the long story guys sorry how much does it, how how long does it take well uh, let me pose those questions uh, to Ernest Ernest uh, one was a comment and uh, the other was a question so maybe let's start with the question yeah let me start with the second one which is a question uh, so the listener asked about the the RAF which is the road accident fund so let me let me just uh, distinguish between two different things. Car insurance is a product which covers um, physical damage to assets. So it covers your own car and it covers your liability for if you hit someone else's car or someone else's house or wall or something like that. It covers the actual assets that were damaged. There's another thing which covers the, 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 the loss of life or the damage to to people and their loss of earnings as a result of it. And that is not part of car insurance. That is part of the, a government fund, which is called the road accident fund. And so a car insurance policy doesn't cover the, the loss of life or the, uh, the loss of earnings when, when someone is injured. That is covered by the road accident fund. And, and, and that listener should, um, should, get a, should get an attorney that specializes in, in completing road accident fund claims um, the, 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 that, that fund has had challenges over the last couple of years. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been well publicized that it, has, that it is in some financial trouble, um, but it has also been uh, going on in terms of paying claims, and so should pe people should continue submitting claims if they are in that scenario. Uh, regarding the first comment uh, from Bombella, I think that's, uh, I think that's a... That, that's a that's a reasonable observation, uh, and I, it's an understandable sort of feeling that that that, that listener has. Uh, the reality is that, I mean, to speak to the specific example that he gave, if 
you are, if you are driving, uh, rushing to the hospital, or as I said, you've just mistimed things a little bit and you are five or ten minutes after the curfew, no reasonable insurance provider is going to use that as the basis for rejecting your claim. And I think, that's, I think the, the, the important thing to say is that that is also the reason why we, we've not gone and amended our policies formally to now exclude claims that happen during, lock, du, during curfew, because I think that would be unreasonable. So we, 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 we are saying that, yes, there is this overarching principle of you need to comply with all laws, but we are certainly not going to um, b- use this law as an opportunistic way to reject claims. The reality is if, if it is a reasonable event that happened and, and you didn't unnecessarily add significant risk, then it, uh, driving at 10 or 20 minutes after the curfew is not going to affect your claim. And if it does happen that uh, I feel that my insurance company is not being fair, can I approach the ombuds uh, to, yep. to scrutinize uh, my circumstances? Yeah, look, it's a great question, Patricia. I mean, South Africa has one of the, the best regulated insurance industries in the world. The, the, the Financial Services Conduct Authority, which authorizes parties like us by giving us financial services licenses, they are extremely closely monitoring us to make sure that we are not abusing clients. Uh, and, and so our procedures for handling or for communicating with clients and making sure that we ensure that they are clear on what they're covered for and that we take their concerns um, seriously when they are unhappy. And then, of course, uh, the, 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 that requirement on us is, 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 is a big one. And, and so we are in the business of making sure that people are comfortable with the insurance that they buy. Um, but as you say, there is also this, this process of the, of the ombudsman, which is a really, really effective way of, uh, of protecting consumers. Uh, and because and ultimately, at the end of the day, the, the insurance industry uh, is, is, recognizes the importance of, of a reputation of paying claims. I mean, if, because if, if, we're not, if we're not paying claims, then over time, people are going to stop buying, the, buying this product. And so the insurance industry as a whole um, really takes it seriously to, to keep finding ways to serve the industry, to serve the public in a reasonable way. And I think something like, um, like this, the, the treatment of this interpretation of this legal issue is an example of where the industry is really trying its best to serve people um, in a reasonable way. Thank you so very much uh, for shedding light on this issue, Ernest. And for those who'd like to get more information around Naked Insurance, please give us your website. Yeah, so it's very simply, very simple. Our website is www.naked.insure. Or if you want to go to the App Store or to the Google Play Store, you just search for Naked Insurance. Uh, and you can interact and buy car or home insurance uh, without speaking to a call center directly on the website or on the app. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us this evening. That was Ernest North, co-founder of uh, Naked Insurance. It's uh, six minutes after 11. It's time for us to get into our Clairvoyant Media Mondays. And we are going to be joined for the first time on uh, Late Night Conversations by Gogo Zanele Mazibogo from Vugani Matonga. The number to dial in order for you to get the reading for 2021 is...
011-714-2006. You can start dialing now or alternatively on 011-714-4045. Please do not send SMSs or WhatsApp at this time. Just dial in 011-714-2006. Late Night Conversations.